jumping out of an airplane can be scary. I have to admit, I have never uh, skydived, but I have in my life taken risks that have caused me some anxiety. So today I really want to explore this idea of taking big risks. Jumping out of an airplane, if you will. I'm Patrick Linehan, and this is The Commute to Class. This episode is a special treat because we're talking to two founders, Jose Javier and Quentin Rosso, two best friends who over the last several years have worked to create GamerCraft, an app for hosting esports tournaments. Alrighty, well, thank you so much, um, Jose and Quentin, for joining us today. Uh, how are you doing? Great. Doing great, Patrick. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, your 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 company GamerCraft has, you know, seen, you know, quite a bit of success over the years. And, you know, I, I want to talk about um, your venture, but I also I really want to kind of dig into some of kind of the personal experience of of creating your own company. Um, so I'm really interested in the moment that you realized that GamerCraft, you know, was a good idea and something that you wanted to pursue. Do you, do you remember what, what, what that moment was like? After several attempts at trying to find a topic at Capstone, that's where we started GamerCraft. And at the moment I said, and, and when I started putting the idea together, I said, if I actually win this competition, if I get placed on first or second, I will start this company. And it just happened that after three, four months, uh, we ended up winning second. And I told my teammates, I'm actually starting this company and I ended up doing so. But but the exact moment, I guess, that I knew I was going to start this company was when I won Capstone or second place. I, that night, you know, we went to to Syracuse. Uh, I, uh, what's the name of the street where the Chipotle is? Um, Marshall North Street. Way, I forgot. Marshall Street. Yeah. And. And, you know, we went there, we celebrated with our teachers, professors, everyone. But I, that night I came back home early. 8 p.m., 9 p.m., because it was in the afternoon. And I could not sleep until 3 a.m. And I was constantly waking up, this idea, you can go this, there's so many ways you can go. And back then it was just a coaching platform, but I saw it as, you know, GamerCraft becoming the cornerstone of the esports industry. And at that night, which was December 8th, 2019, I said, I'm going to start this company. Next day, I I called my, my dad, who I was going to work for the family business or in Europe, and I said, Dad, I'm changing plans, I'm starting this. And I, Quentin, uh, I'll pass it on to you to share your side of the story, but it just happened that I knew I could not start this project alone, mainly because I was not a technical. Uh, I don't come from a technical background. And I met Quentin in Miami a week after uh, December 8th, and I told him about GamerCraft. After graduation, was leading an innovation team in, uh, in, in European Investment Bank mm. in, in New York. So, so that's when, uh, on, a, on a quick vacation in, in, over Christmas, I went to Miami for two months. Uh, I was uh, there because I wanted to explore, to relax a bit, to work on potential new ideas of ventures. And that's when I, 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 I catched, up with, catched up with Jose. And as he said, we've been very good friends since day one uh, in university. So, so we, we had a quick discussion uh, about, about the, the project. And, and, and I was like blown away by, by the market. I was blown away by uh, the idea and the intelligence behind it. 
and and I and you know I, be, being a bit on the technical end of things and also a bit of the business end of things, uh, I thought it would be very nice if I could at mm. least give some advice. And then after that, I came back to 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 work, you know, and I realized these ideas just kept coming back to my mind, and and the fact that also the fact that that relationship with Jose, you know, our deep friendship was for such a long time. Um, I really wanted to 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 spend to to work with him on something, and so so basically what happened is I I one day I was kind of done with work. I was really like I was done with the pace of it. I was done with the politics of it. I was done with the bureaucratic aspect of it. And I was like, you know what? Let's just call Jose and say I'm joining his company. Wow. Wow. I'm I'm interested kind of in both of the stories that you told. There is this kind of this moment of you know, like kind of taking a risk, you know, kind of jumping out of a, an airplane, if you will, you know, and, you know, for, for Jose, you mentioned calling your, your father and saying, you know, I'm not working for the, the family business. I'm wondering, you know, what that call was like. Um, and, you know, do you remember the emotions kind of involved in, in taking that leap? Yes. Yes. Uh, so to give it a bit of context, I was not going to work directly for my father, but there was a plan, right. That after I was going to work in a, in a finance firm in London, um, again, like a hedge fund or um, of sorts, focusing on emerging markets. And then afterwards, I would join the family business. So that was the plan. Right? We had a very structured plan. And I just realized that that was not for me. Uh, and bear in mind, I, ha- I was incubating the idea of GameRocker for three months. So I approached my pro- my capstone project as if I was really going to create a, a real company. And at that moment, when I called and, and, and I was so certain of it, I felt like a deep intuition. And... And I called him and my dad has always been a kind of like a strong, forceful uh, figure uh, in business. And I explained my reasons and, and, and like, I was so sure of myself, so confident in the idea that in the end, he just, you know, he said, I was expecting this conversation to happen, you know, that you would break apart and you would do your own thing, but five years from now, not today. So I'm happy it happened. And I, since then full support, mm-hmm. but, but it was hard. The hard thing was selling him on the idea of esports, of gaming, of the fact that, you know, people, not kids nowadays, and, and the youth just watches uh, video game for fun, the same way they would watch TV. So that was a hard part. So showing him the logic and, and his contents that the intelligence we were trying to put behind these projects. Yeah, wow. I'm, I'm sure that is definitely a, a difficult decision and a difficult conversation. Uh, for, for you, Quinn, what was it like to, you know, kind of decide to leave um, what I'm presuming was a, you know, a very stable and lucrative job? You know, most entrepreneurs will say, I want to create my company. I want to start a company because I want to be free. The thing is, that's not what I wanted. I, I, I like having a boss, uh, you know, having a boss. I like to have to, 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 to be, uh, you know, uh, just part of a big machine. But but what one thing that I that, that you know, I, one thing that I love is is really taking deep risk. Right. Risk taking is something that I really, really liked. Um, and it was a discussion with my parents also, uh, I had a, it's mostly a discussion with myself, right? Um, you know, the, I, I was going to have a very bright career in investment banking, uh, a great, great job offer, uh, before leaving the, the bank. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and, you know, put into more management position. And then I assess the option. I say, you know what, you know, between a good options and a great option, I, I pick the great option. 
the the other thing I'm interested in, in talking to you to you both is is what's it like working with with one of your your closest friends and and how you know how has that been kind of the ups and downs obviously of of forming kind of a business relationship um, in the in the wake of a, a platonic a friendship. <laughs> it was starting a company with someone I had a deep respect for. A deep, a deep confidence in his abilities and that we knew each other very well and that we both knew that we were very principled. So in a sense, you know, when you look back, it seemed, it seemed like the right decision because we were both driven, we were both objective, and that has allowed us to, and I'm saying it with full confidence, that in the last three years, well, two, yeah, yeah, two years uh, since Gamercraft was incorporated, we have not had a major fight. We have not had a major division or split. And we've always been very much aligned. And and I say it with confidence and our employees know that that when Quentin speaks, that he speaks for me and that we're both very aligned. So so it's been the benefits of having that friendship. Um, and overall, at the beginning too, I think we decided to, we're both rather idealistic and we like to think about the future, about space, about the future of our species. And we decided to kickstart this relationship with um, a founder's pact, or we basically wrote a, a declaration or, or yeah, like a founder's agreement of sorts, very informal, very idealistic, where we said, this is what we are, we're friends, this is what we should always maintain. So we stuck to that, and, and, and in fact, um, we even reused that agreement when we brought in new, new investors last year, uh, because it was, like again, very idealistic, but honorable, and, and, and very friendly, and, and very principled. Wow, yeah, that's that's something that's you know pretty rare to find. If I do some work with some of my best friends, and I know we you know have gotten into some pretty heated heated arguments. Um, yeah, bear bear in mind we we do get on heated arguments, but on topics like Quentin grills on to me like you know this is not the right way to go. I I really challenge you to think that way, but not in a way that's divisive, not in a way that's offensive, not in a way that forces us or forces the company or heirs to go different ways. Exactly. We, we, I mean, we never in six years soon of friendship, never once we had a fight. Uh, never once we had a fight in the business aspect. Um, and the reason for that is we always ask questions, ask questions to each other. So it's really about instead of saying, oh, you're wrong. I don't agree with you. It's to say, hey, what do you think about that? Right. But I do want to mention something, Patrick, and touch the second aspect, because I mean, also for those that are going to be listening, it wasn't totally perfect. And I think uh, in yeah, we had the best of both worlds in the sense that 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 you know our road as entrepreneur we, we there were times where we lived together in one apartment where we spent 24 hours like seven days a week together and that also had of course it's it's um you know ups and downs but that was essential too to create the company so so but but still we, we stuck through it because of i think that foundation which was the friendship yeah, thank you so much for that that insight. Um, you know, just shifting gears a little bit. At the beginning, I asked you kind of when was a you know describe a moment that you realized that you had a good idea. And I'm wondering, kind of on the flip side of that question, have there been moments when you doubted the your idea or doubted your ability to achieve, um, you know, what you set out to achieve and, and how you overcame that? Yeah, I think lots of times, lots of times. But one of those moments was when we hired our first employee, our first full-time employee. It was a magnificent moment. We just finished a, a great, well, actually, not only one but two, because we we hired our, we thought it was gonna, we thought we were only gonna hire one, but we ended up hiring two and and two software developers. And at that moment, 
when everything was going great, um, I started thinking, wow, we now have a bigger sense of responsibility. Two people are going to depend on our decisions and our vision and this idea. Is, is this really going to, are we really in the right path? Are we really putting a lot of coherence, a lot of logic behind each of our decisions and, and the vision that we're selling to, to investors and, and, and to the people who believed in us? So I think, yeah, definitely like self-doubt is, is it's, it's something that, that, yeah, that, that comes, I think, as an entrepreneur and, and it's natural. I will, I will just add one thing. I, when you, I mean, I totally agree with you, Jose. It's more about it's positive doubt. Yeah, exactly. I don't say self-doubt in a self-deprecating yeah. way, in a depressive or, or exactly. like, you know, like, oh, I, 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 imposter syndrome kind of, which, which is at times you do feel it, but I say it in, in, in a positive way. Yeah, it's, exa- it's exactly that, you know, um, and you do get that negative doubt sometime. It's, it's, it's hard to fight. Uh, and uh, and it happened to us, you know, you, him, Jose and I are like 23, 24 years old, right? And you end up having people who are like 27, 34, 35, you know, years old. Um, and uh, and at the same time, you you know, you 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 hire people who are way better than you in your skill set, right? Uh, and so you're like, well, <laughs> how 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 can I justify my position to to these guys, uh, to these people? And, and at the end of the day, that's not what they care about. They care about the leadership. They care about the decision-making. They care about the risk-taking, your hard work, your work ethics. So, so I'd, there, there are some doubts that come to you when you, when you when, every time you move to new milestones of a company. And it's important to know what are the positive ones and what are the negative ones. And most of the time, at least 5% of the time, we, we have positive doubt. And that's the one that actually makes us move in the right direction. Agreed. 100%. Hmm. Wow, I I love that a lot. You almost brought me to you know tears with that with that little <laughs> um, explanation. That's that's really poignant and helpful um, in my life, and I'm sure many others. I just want to thank you, Jose and Quentin, for for coming on the podcast today. Um, yeah, you your insight was invaluable, and uh, I I appreciate it. Now, thank you as well, for Patrick. Sure. Yeah, uh, for your great questions and, and, and making us think a lot too. <laughs> Thank you very much. This podcast was produced by me, Patrick Linehan, with the help of Nick Barba. The music for this series was composed by Connor Johnson. The album cover was designed by Sloan Sexton. The Commute to Class is a podcast brought to you by Blackstone Launchpad and Tech Stars at Syracuse University Libraries. <laughs>